Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Someone just can't get it right. Disney Drive Time Podcast. Wait. There we go. Now I got it right. There we go. How are you? I'm good. You know, it's Father's Day. I've been very busy running around making sure your day is lovely. Yes, you I, have. I didn't, wasn't able to get my screeching ready. What a wonderful day it was. Good. You are, you are always so good at screeching. Yeah, thanks. Yes, and not only is it Father's Day, but it is International Yoga Day as well. Nice. Did you do your yoga today? I did not, but Mickey and a lot of the cast members did, and there's a little video segment of Mickey doing uh, some yoga. That's kind of cute. Which is up on our page, and he's all dressed in his athletic gear. That's adorable. It is. Can you like do it with them or is it just you just look at it? Uh, I think you can. Huh. I, I only watched a, a couple brief seconds of it. Maybe just to me see and Mickey are going to do a little yoga before I go to bed. Maybe. All right. Um, moving on to the Tri-Circle D Ranch that has just recently opened. That's right. Tri-Circle D Ranch. We've talked about it before. It is the ranch that houses uh, a lot of the animals that are used uh, like horses and stuff in the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. And their new uh, facility just opened at Fort Wilderness, and it houses a ton of horses, and there's some really cool pictures and some nice video. It's a state-of-the-art barn, and uh, on top of that, they have just experienced their first baby foal. Aw, they have more than just horses there, too, right? They have, like, the cow that with the Mickey shape on oh, them and that stuff. Oh, ca- that cow has long been made into well. horses. Oh, stop it. Yes. They didn't make them into purses, but, I mean, they have cows, I think, too, right? Yes, it's not just uh, horses. Okay. Um, but this new uh, foal named Violet was born to mom Elsa, oh. and uh, she was born on the 21st, which well, is today. And the ranch is officially open, and guests can visit tomorrow. Oh, that's the awesome. The 22nd of June. Very nice. Yeah. Um, because is, when did um, Fort Wilderness open? Just like. The 22nd. Yes. So tomorrow. It opens open. tomorrow as well, yes. Okay, so that's exciting that that's open. Um, And now they can stop by and see the uh, Circle D Ranch. And the new baby horse. And the new baby horse. All right. Um, Also, really interesting. So, you know, things are opening soon. And um, when Epcot closed suddenly, um, it was just the very beginning, really the first couple of days of the Flower and Garden Festival. And so we missed all of that, which is a bummer. And the Food and Wine Festival usually starts in the fall, but um, to, I guess, I don't know why they're doing this, but they're actually starting the Food and Wine Festival pretty much at the beginning of the opening date, right? Is it actually the opening date? It is. Okay. So what's that? What day so is that? So as of July 15th, the Food and Wine Festival will be open. Uh, it's funny because every year they talk about how, oh, this is the longest festival. It's, you know, 112 days or 110 days. Well, this is essentially going to be July through about... Uh, well, probably about November, end right. of October and November. Right. Um, so it's going to be pretty big. They are going to be selling a lot of the flower and garden merchandise. Which is hysterical. It's probably been, you know, has been sitting on yeah, the shelves Yeah, I mean, they had months. it already. I, I can't remember dates exactly, whether they had, ju- like, just started it or hadn't quite started it. But, I mean, we're talking within days. Right. It either started or was about to start, like, three or four days mm-hmm. um, before or after things closed. So yeah, I mean, all the tents were set up, everything was ready to go. All the merchandise was in the tents, all the stuff was ordered and then kaput. So yeah, they're, I'm sure they're trying to sell that. So they're going to offer, it's kind of a modified food festival. Uh, They're going to have 20 signature global marketplaces spaced out around the park. 
Uh, they're also going to have a new Remy topiary in the France Pavilion and be selling, as I mentioned, flower and garden merchandise. The Remy uh, topiary, of course, uh, goes hand in hand with the new Remy attraction, which is going to be opening later this summer uh, or early fall in Epcot. We're not. Who knows? No, it, it's <laughs> on track to open. Okay. Um, they're going to do a scavenger hunt called Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak. Uh, so that will be there. However, the downside to this is the Food and Wine Festival usually pairs itself with the Eat to the Beat concert series where they have acts right. from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Um, I felt like a DJ there for I a know. Second. That was great. Uh, come and play at the American, Gar- American Gardens Theater. Well, they will not be performing this year due to, uh, you know, being able to accommodate to social distancing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the good thing about that is that there will be some Epcot entertainment that uh, might have been let go, mm-hmm. uh, and that would be Mariachi Cobra. They right. will be back, nice. as well as the Jamiters, uh, who are a staple around Epcot. They yeah. will be around the park. I think that's great. And, you know, they had been sort of let go, and I think Disney was doing um, getting rid of these smaller performers who didn't draw huge crowds in favor of you know, these things in theaters and, and things that they could, you know, maybe it cost them a little more money, but it was for a lot more people. Well, now they need the exact opposite. Right. They need entertainment that's going to draw small crowds and it's perfect. So I'm really excited that some of these things are coming back. Right. Unless, of course, they put the janitors on the American Gardens Theater stage and, you know, just that many less people go to visit them. So you don't have to worry about cramming. 3,000 people in, maybe only 1,000 people are going to sit and watch Right, yeah, who knows? I don't know how they're going to do it. But um, but anyway, I'm, I'm excited that both of those are, are back. Because so they have it. said that these fan favorites will spread their performances throughout the day, giving audiences more options to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, uh, this fall, um, while they are bringing back food and wine for an, an ungodly amount of time, <laughs> they have opted to cancel Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Uh, so that was a, uh, you know, combination, a separate ticketed event in the Magic Kingdom that contained stage shows, parades, and fireworks. Well, of course, in this unprecedented environment, which unprecedented is going to be the <laughs> most overused word of 2020, uh, they cannot do that. Uh, they are also canceling Disney H2O Glow Nights, which was a nighttime special ticket event at uh, Typhoon Lagoon. So if you've purchased tickets for these events throughout 2020, they are being refunded. Uh, There has been no word about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, which includes the Candlelight Professional. Processional. I think what the – what did I say? Professional? Professional. Uh, Most of them are professionals. It's a professional processional. So I I think Disney is just waiting to see how things go. Yeah, um, right. As far as COVID-19 and park attendance and guest experiences – uh, and they will make uh, a decision on those two events later this year. Okay. Um, and then so we have some more updates on things like attractions and entertainment for the reopening. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of stuff open. Um, I'm actually really impressed with the list. Going through the list, it's more like try to find what isn't going to be open. Right. You wanted to, we, we mentioned a couple of things that we won't did be mention open. a couple of things. I, I think the theme here is if it's a ride, it's open. Um, And if it's some more sort of an experience, anything that requires like sitting in a theater, um, maybe not open. So some things that we noticed are not open um, over in Hollywood Studios, Indiana Jones, uh, Fantasmic. Obviously, that's, you know, basically like fireworks. So that's not going to be open. Um, The Beauty and the Beast show. 
Voyage of the Little Mermaid, and the Frozen sing-along. Those things are not going to be offered. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that we saw over in – not much in Epcot. Over in Epcot, I mean, nothing was open anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. Turtle Talk with Crush, they're not going to do. And then whatever the evening um, show, I think they're not going to do either, right? right? Yep. Um, and then we saw over at Animal Kingdom, they're not doing the Festival of the Lion King. Um, I didn't – we didn't notice anything. Uh, they're not doing their evening show – Around the lake, whatever that is. Correct. Um, and then in the Magic Kingdom, it's, you know, it's the fireworks. Um, I'm sure there's a, there's there might be some others. Like probably story time with Belle, I'm guessing they're not going to do. So anything like that where you're, you're grouping people together for some sort of entertainment to be provided that's not a ride, it seems mm-hmm. like they're not going to do. I was surprised that something like um, uh, Star Tours. Is actually open. I mean, you've got, there's not that many seats in one of those little things that's enclosed. I mean, it is a ride, but I was kind of right. surprised that they were doing that. But it seems like live entertainment is the thing that they're um, not really doing. And that may be because it's so expensive to pay performers to do these and then to have to limit how many people can actually be there. Mm-hmm. It might not be worth it. I mean, running Star Tours is going to be, you know, the, the price isn't changing. Right. Um it's probably pretty cost effective to run, so they're probably able to do that. Right. That's my thought on why maybe they're doing these things that way. Yep. And while there are a lot of attractions that will be open, um, they are going to, you know, no no fireworks, no character meet right. and greets. But what they are going to do is they are going to have a character char- excuse me, a character cavalcade uh, on the Magic Kingdom parade route. They're also going to have friends sailing the waterways at the Animal Kingdom theme park. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Animal Kingdom, if you remember, when we first went, had boats uh, right. that you could take yep. uh, around that area of the park. Yep. So the boats are going to be back, um, not for regular people, but just for the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the World Showcase, there's going to be a, a character promenade. And at Hol- um, Hollywood Studios, there's going to be a uh, motorcade uh, throughout the day. So the interesting thing is that each of the parks is going to have their own special uh, cavalcade. You know, like yeah. there's there's going to be a Disney Junior, a Pixar, oh, and cool. then like a Disney one. Uh, the one in Epcot's going to have a princess cavalcade and then like a, a, a you know, a regular character cavalcade. So it's not going to be the, the same thing. You know, it might be, you know, these parades spread out, you know, by a couple hours throughout the day. But if you're there and you catch two parades, you're probably not going to catch the same one. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. For people who who go to Disney a lot, these things are cool. If, if I didn't have to wear a mask and I wasn't, you know, afraid of getting sick, uh, this would be fantastic. I love that things are switching up, that they're bringing back some, you know, different things. And, you know, I totally welcome temporary changes uh, just to experience something different. It's my main issue with so many trips to Disney that we've done is that it gets to be the same. I love it, but you know, you like like say like Muppets 3D, you know, let's let's do it again. We've done it so many times, it doesn't change. You know, these same rides over and over again, they don't change the, the parades, the fireworks. A lot of times they don't they don't change that often. So, you know, if you've seen Fantasmic, you've seen Fantasmic. How many times can you watch it? Right. But this whole, you know, now bringing back, you know, boats with the characters on it and um, just th- all the different things that they're changing up, bringing back some of the entertainment that, you know, maybe I have never seen either of the um, entertainers that we mentioned, the, the jam- jammers. You've seen the jammers before. Uh, I saw maybe the once. Maybe once. Um, or Mariachi Cobre. I haven't seen these. So I'm excited about 
some of the changes. Right. And I actually found the list of the special entertainment. So Main Street Philharmonic will be available uh, in the Magic Kingdom. Um, and then there will be five different character cavalcades. There will be the Royal Princess Processional, the Mickey and Friends Cavalcade, the Fantasyland Friends Cavalcade, a Goofy Cavalcade, and then Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. Um, over in Animal Kingdom, uh, you will have four different cruises. There will be the Discovery River Character Cruise, the Discovery Island Drummers, Donald's Dino Boat Bash, and then Mickey and Friends Flotilla. Uh, Epcot will have uh, three different cavalcades around the World Showcase Promenade. There will be a Frozen Promenade, Promenade, uh, Mickey and Friends World Tour, and then the Princess Promenade. Uh, and then um, in Hollywood Studios, there will be a Disney Junior Stars motorcade, a Mickey and Friends motorcade, and a Pixar motorcade. Very nice. So, yeah, I think these are times. all. I think they're going to be great. Um, I really hope we can get down there. Um, so are we going to talk now about some of the know before you go and some of the issues that maybe I might be having with why I might not be able to go? Sure. So we're you have to make reservations now for a park. And in order to make those reservations, the first set of people has to be staying at a Disney resort, right? So let's talk a little bit about that. That's correct. So as of June 22nd, which is the day this show is released, Disney's new reservation system is opening up for guests who already are staying on site for the rest of 2020. And in addition to having your resort reservation and your park ticket, you are now going to need to make a park reservation. Okay. This does not get you onto any rides. Mm -mm. This does not get you any special front-of-the-line passes. This is just... If you have a one-day ticket, then you can leave and enter the park uh, like you normally would. However, there is no park hopping right now, uh, and there won't be any park hopping. They're saying for the at least the rest of 2020, uh, and the new reservation system is currently scheduled to be in place through September 26th of 2021. Okay. And if people have um, park hopping tickets, what what happens with that? Then that money will be refunded. Uh, either if your package is paid in full, it will be refunded to the card on which you paid for your package. Uh, if you purchase tickets, uh, standalone tickets, um, I'm assuming you will have to talk that over with guest services. Yeah. I'm sure they'll take care of it. We just don't know how yet. Right. Okay. So that's the 22nd. Yes. Now, the next day is the 24th. Right. And that date is also related to on-site guests only, correct? Correct. On the 24th, that is the day that packages for 2021 are going to be released. So the deal is, unlike with fast passes, which used to be at the 60-day window, and dining that you made at the 180-day window, the park reservations can actually be made as soon as you purchase your tickets. So if you purchase something for May of 2021... On June 24th, you automatically, as soon as you get your package on the books, go and make your park reservations for that day. There's going to be an interactive calendar on the Disney site that will show you um, what it looks like. Because, you know, the last thing you want to do is purchase tickets and then and find, then out, find out that go. the park is Absolutely. closed for that or, or, or there is no availability right. for that day. So there's going to be an interactive map uh, calendar um, on the Disney site that will show you uh, with color coding uh, either there's availability, limited availability, or no availability. Right. Okay. So, so it'll be important then to to actually reserve these park days as soon as you do buy your tickets. So if you go in and get your package for 2021, even if you're not totally sure, of course you're not going to be totally sure which parks you want to do on which days, pick something, right. make those reservations, 
Hopefully you can still change things later, but at least if those days come closer when you want to change them and it's booked up, well, at least you have something and you can still go. My only concern with that is that, you know, we don't know the park hours that far in advance. And when you're looking at August and September, you know, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. What if you pick a day that now the Magic Kingdom is only open till six, but you don't know that until that schedule is released in March. And by that point, there's no availability in other parks. So. Yeah, but I mean, you're thinking you're thinking in the way that we thought before all this happened, right? Versus a, a new way of thinking, and that new way of thinking, it's probably going to be the same hours every day. There probably aren't going to be special events at the end of the day, so it shouldn't matter. They're, they're probably actually going to take that into account that you're trying right. to make these um, these sorts of decisions. Um, that that will probably be. Uh, standard hours and and it probably won't matter. Right. And I know for the foreseeable future, each park looks to be open about 10 hours each day. Um, You know, either from 10 a.m. to what's that? 10 to 8, 9 to 7 uh, or 8 to 6. So they they kind of do have it uh, staggered. Okay. And then the next date would be June 26th. And what can we do on June 26th? That would be the reservation system opens to all annual pass holders. Okay. And then the last date that we have here is June 28th. So we're getting like every two days something new is happening. Right. And that is people who have existing tickets. But not necessarily staying. A resort reservation at on the property. Resort. Okay. Correct. So if you were staying off site and you held tickets or if you held, if you live nearby um, and held actual tickets but not um, annual passes, the June 28th would be the day. Right. Um, not that anyone cares. Maybe you do. But so uh, my conundrum here is that June 22nd, we will be able to make reservations for our August trip. Um, we have tickets, uh, freestanding tickets that are tied to that reservation. And so on June 22nd, I can make reservations, which I'm going to do. However, um, it is possible that during the middle of that week, Isabel might need to go back to school. Right. So we might not be able to take that trip. So in anticipation of that, even though I- We're going to raffle our trip off to one of our guests? (laughs) No, No. not that. In anticipation of that, I booked something at an offsite hotel um, for the week before. I could not book something new at Disney or move this reservation um, because they're not letting you make new reservations or uh, modify your existing reservations to, uh, to different dates. So how am I supposed to now book- spots for that week before, I kind of want both booked, you know, how am I supposed to book for that week before? Because now my tickets are already tied up for the week after. So now do I buy another $1,200 worth of tickets? That sounds like it's the only way to do it. I'm not happy about it. No, it's not. It's, it's going to be very stressful. Um, you know, these are, and I hate to use this word, you know, unprecedented times. times. Uh, you don't hate to use that word because you say it a lot. But Disney has changed a lot of stuff. Um, you know, they're they're relying heavily. I was on a call with some of the uh, district sales managers for Disney the other day, uh, you know, as, as a travel agent. And they're going to heavily rely on the My Disney Experience app. They're relying on this new reservation system. Uh, you know, they're trying to go with limited guest contact. You're going to be able to... Uh, do all of your electronic check-in prior to getting to the resort. You're going to be able to do your check-in for dining um, at most restaurants uh, at the resort. You're going to be doing mobile order. They're opening that up a lot more. You know, they really want to limit things. Um, They're going to put more functionality into your phone so that beginning January 1st, they're actually no longer going to be giving away complimentary magic bands. I think that seems like a great way 
to give away something that was costing to take away something that was costing them some money, right? And uh, say that it's for safety. Now, um, magic bands will still be available to be utilized. Uh, but they are putting, you know, like right now you can already unlock your door with your smartphone. They put that in about right. a year and a half, two years ago. Um, so what if you don't have a smartphone or you have kids who don't have phones? What do they get to do? Well, they get the old key to the world card, uh, which used to be your old room key. Now these are just RFID uh, enabled, uh, you know, credit card size room keys uh, that you get to carry. Those are offered free to guests. Magic bands will still be available. However, they will be available for purchase. And if you have a, a Disney package, you will get a discount on Magic Bands. Yeah. So this is where I feel like their their idea that it's less contact with your phone goes out the window. That's not why they're doing it. It's about money because you, they're still going to be available. I think Disney just saw how successful, like they put out the ones, the upgraded ones, mm-hmm. and you pay $10 and you could get, or $15 depending upon which and one everybody's they are. Willing. And everybody wanted to do right. it. Oh, well, if you're willing to pay for them, what the heck are we going to give people right. free ones for? You know, Disney is never one to turn down a revenue stream. No. Nope. So uh, so anyway, that's kind of a big thing that, that those aren't going to be free anymore. I do see the next thing that they're going to take away that's free as Magical Express. So just put me on the books for, oh, uh, for that I've said that for a while. They continue to uh, trumpet, you know, trumpet it up as a uh, a freebie. Oh, we'll get you there. And what does that do? If you come in Magical Express, we've talked about it before, that just keeps you on their property and you don't have a rental car and then you don't go off site. However, I think they're going to take it away. I think they're going to charge people for it um, and have that be just and, – and, and maybe validly, you know, it is going to be an issue to get all of these people from the airport to Disney – trying to keep them further apart. It's going to cost them a lot more money. They're going to have to run more buses or smaller. Well, not even smaller buses won't help, but just more of them. It's the same buses. It's going to be double the buses, you know, at half the capacity. Right. So I see them, um, I see them charging people, but we will see what happens with that. Right. All right. Um, where are we now? Oh, let's move on to, there's a couple of uh, restaurant changes that they announced. Chef Mickey's in the beer garden. Yes, there was another story before that, too. That you I don't know. Mention. You've jumped all over the place, so I have no idea. All right. Uh, Chef Mickey's and the Beer Garden, which is in the Germany Pavilion in Epcot, uh, which have been buffets, are going to be opening as family-style eateries, where you get a heaping skillet of some of the most uh, popular selections in the restaurant. And then you will have unlimited refills for the skillet as a whole or specific items. It's very similar to what they've done at uh, for years at both Ohana mm-hmm. and the Garden Grill in Epcot. Yep. So uh, at this time, those are the only two buffets that have been mentioned. Uh, there has been no talk about Crystal Palace. Which is the one I need to know about. Tusker House, which is an Animal Kingdom, or the Trails End Buffet at the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Yeah, I don't know. Trails End, I, it, they have some takeaway stuff, so I have a feeling that's just going to go to takeaway. No sense in doing like mm-hmm. a family-style thing. But um, the other two, I think they'll probably do a family-style uh, idea or something similar. Unless they do sort of like a... A buffeteria type situation where similar to more what they do in like Disneyland where you've got your tray and you go through and they, you know, put things. They pile it on your plate They for put you. them on for you. Right. And then, you know, you go back and mm-hmm. uh, sit down. Now, one other big change coming to the parks when uh, Walt Disney World reopens is that uh, they're reporting that there will be, uh, obviously they've said there will be no Fast Pass Pluses. However, there will be no virtual queues and no single rider lines, uh, which will mean that they are going back to the old style standby lines. Which is kind of crazy. So what they've done is in order to enforce social distancing, uh, you know, those those queues can be reconfigured. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, 
in the size yeah, and movable. length of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they're doing is taking what used to be the FastPass Plus queues and oh, incorporating them out. into the regular queue. So right. you're still able to space. You're probably still able to put the same amount of people in right. um, in a smaller, tighter space. Okay, cool. Uh, and then uh, this is – I had no idea about this. Annual Pass, they're doing previews for Annual Pass holders. They are. That's crazy. They're going wonderful. to be doing uh, Annual Pass holder previews on July 9th and July 10th. So if you are a weekday select, uh, theme park select, silver, gold, platinum, platinum plus, or premium pass holder, uh, you can register for a oh – this registration period is probably already gone, um, and it's not. Uh, you can register for these uh, June 9th and 10th for Animal Kingdom or Magic Kingdom. Epcot and Hollywood Studios are not included. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're excited to go. We're ready to do this, but not everybody is. There's a lot of people who are just not interested in being there with having to wear a mask and the reduced experiences. Yep. So, um, and I, and I have a feeling. I don't know. Let's oh, this next story here. There's some options for annual pass holders. So this sort of plays in with my idea of whether or not people are going to go. So maybe if you don't use it within a certain period of time, are, are you choosing to push things out further? Now, so what they've done is if you're an annual pass holder and you're paid in full, Disney will, uh, you will get a one month extension to your pass unless you choose one of the alternative options. Um, and that would be, uh, you can cancel your annual pass and receive a partial refund. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are on the monthly payment plan, you will receive a one month extension to your pass um, or uh, you can cancel your annual pass and waive monthly payments due after August 11th. Uh, any payment made between July and August will be retroactively refunded for those that select this option and all future payments would stop. Hmm. So uh, this isn't that big a deal. No, um, but it does. So if you if you, you do have the option of canceling your annual pass, so that may be really cutting down on the numbers of people. So there may be a huge number of people, especially that live outside of Florida or any older um, annual pass holders are probably canceling right. those because they don't want to be here. Yep. All right. Um, what else do we have? Uh, they now on the My Disney Experience app have a section for health acknowledgments. That's right. You will get a health acknowledgment that will come to you and pretty much uh, it is Disney's stance on the COVID-19. But it's an acknowledgment that uh, you will confirm that you or any of your parties are not experiencing any of the symptoms, fever, chills, cough, fatigue, muscle, body ache, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, uh, yada, yada, yada. There are a few more. Um, and you acknowledge uh, by by entering uh, Walt Disney World Resort, you acknowledge and understand and will abide by all health and safety requirements and that you uh, confirm that you are not under any of those COVID-19 criteria. Okay. So Disney is, you know, counting on you to tell the truth, kind of like when you go on the cruise and you right. have to fill out the health form. Right. Okay. And then there's some changes to PhotoPass? There are changes to PhotoPass. Previously, uh, Disney PhotoPass photographers would gladly use your camera or your phone or your tablet to take a picture of you and your family right. after they took their pictures. Uh, however, they are no longer able to do that. Um, because they can, that does not promote cleanliness or physical distancing or uh, reducing contact. Uh, so they cannot handle those devices. Um, they will still be, however, using some of the photo props that they use, but they will be thoroughly cleaned between, between guests. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just a little change. Once again, will that make up some additional revenue from Disney? Maybe, except who really wants, what are, 
what do I really want PhotoPass photos for? I mean, I can't have them with any characters. There's certain certain places that you go, you you know, you wait in the line or whatever to take a picture with Mickey and Minnie, and then the PhotoPass photographer just happens to be there. Right. Um, they're not gonna. That's not gonna be the case anymore. Well, unless they do kind of like they're doing over at Universal, where the character stands six feet behind you. Um, that's a perfect place to put a photo pass photographer because a family of four, it's not like you can hand your phone off to somebody or that family of four is now a photo of three because mom or dad's got to take the picture. Right. So, well, as long as they'll still let you take a picture so you can still like have your kids go up there and you can right. take a picture. Um, but I don't know. It doesn't make that much of a difference to me. It was always a nice thing that they did, but I understand why they're not doing that anymore. Yep. Um, how about, oh, the AMC is going to be opening soon. That That's in um, Disney Springs. That's right. Uh, that is one of 450 U.S. locations that will open on July 15th. Uh, they're going to open in four phases. During phase one, they will limit their third theaters to a 30% occupancy, blocking out every other row of seats for each movie. Phase two will increase capacity to 40%. They'll be at 50% by Labor Day and 100% by Thanksgiving. Um, the summer blockbuster movie season is due to kick off with Disney's Mulan, which will be opening on July 24th. Okay. And they're not going to have the dine-in feature there, correct? Correct. Not okay. at the Disney Springs location. Okay. Um, but of course, you know, they've offered all of their um, safety and health features. They're going to be using electrostatic sprayers to wipe everything down each night. Employees are going to wear masks. All touch areas will be clean, clean cleansed and sanitized. Uh, on a regular basis, disinfecting wipes and hand sanitizer will be there for guests, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Um, bridge construction over by the Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, the Grand Floridian. Uh, the bridge looks to, uh, you know, be coming along. I can't wait for that to happen because then I won't have to ride the monorail and be packed in there with people. Okay. Um, this show is running very long. So I see that we have some Disney Plus news on here. Let's skip that for this okay. time. Um, the, let's move on to Disney Cruise Line. The Disney Dream has dropped off some cast members in Barbados. So, uh, they're what, headed back now to hang out in Florida? That's right. Uh, about uh, 268 crew members were dropped off in Barbados. Um, uh, there were another 130 from the Wonder. Uh, once they got to the Barbados, they went home via British Airways and charter flights last Sunday. I think we mentioned last week that Disney is still trying to get their crew members home. Yep. Um, on top of that, uh, the cruise, the CLIA, which is the cruise line industry, uh, has voluntarily extended the new cruise order from U.S. ports through September 15th of this year. Meaning you can't cruise through September Meaning 15th? Meaning cru- cruise ships will not uh, use American ports, correct? Okay. All right. Um, over in Disneyland, uh, the G- July reopening plans that they submitted were approved. That is true. Uh, Right now, the Downtown Disney District will open on July 9th. The Grand Californian and Paradise Pier Hotels will open on July 23rd with Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure Park opening on July 17th. And there's some people who are not too happy about this. They're maybe petitioning to not have this happen, and they are not the people you would expect. That's right. It is a union group, which represents about 17,000 Disneyland cast uh, members. Uh, has sent a letter to to the California governor with their concerns over Disney's rapid timetable for opening. So they are requesting that the uh, uh, time frame be slowed down, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a little crazy. Like, they're after Disney World. They're after everybody else. I don't know why they can't think they can't get it together. Right. All All right. right. So that's the news. Uh, Until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.